Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, rave line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Can, can I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch. Up against the wall. Can't explain it what I'm feeling right now, guys. I can't believe it. Let's open up that race Woohoo! Oh, I can't believe USD has hired Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reign of Troy Radio, episode 445, coming to you on Wednesday. September 14th, ahead of the Week 3 matchup between the USC Trojans and the 1-1 Fresno State Bulldogs at the Coliseum. It's another interstate rivalry of sorts against USC's G5, um, do you say, pesky in-state foe, uh, uh, perhaps? I think that works. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Reign of Troy, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Reign of Troy. I'm your host, Michael Castillo, Journal, along with my co-host here in the Reign of Troy studio, who you can follow on Twitter at Penguin of Troy, Elisa Deratola. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and I'm your co- I'm your host, Michael Castillo, who you can follow at MichaelCastFS. Right, we need to fix the intro. Yeah, I, we've done it's it. It's gotten a little clunky. We've done it one way for so long and then sort of been adding and removing and changing yeah. elements that, yeah, maybe we need to, like, get together <laughs> and script it. A little bit. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us here, whether you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever in the world you're listening to us, or if you're catching us live here on YouTube, there's a bunch of you guys already in the chat. Uh, what's up to Steven, Tim, uh, Josh has been around here already, a bunch of people uh, in the chat. If you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to uh, tune in, ask your questions. Uh, throw up your fight-ons from Manford uh, and uh, and subscribe and like the channel. It helps grow the show uh, in a million different ways. And uh, so do new reviews on Apple Podcasts. And Alicia, we got a new one. We got a new one last week. I don't think we read it already. Yeah, uh, we got uh, five stars from 28 Pitch. Great show. Alicia and Michael combine the chemistry of Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling with the spot-on analysis of Trojan football. Got us through the twin pandemics of Helton and COVID. Fight on! <laughs> so think, there you go. Thank you, twenty-eight pitch. That's a that's a big um, a big compliment to be compared to the chemistry between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, it, or is, compared is it a to La La Land reference. I think so, which I've I haven't seen. seen yeah. uh, but also, like Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are both awesome. So any chance I get to be compared, I will compare. Also, just uh, some some as a quick aside. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, Emma Stone, part of the uh, the the best for me, the best uh, comedy of the, the 2000s, the aughts, or as the Brits would say, the noughties, uh, which is super bad. She's great in super bad. Mm-hmm. She's great in easy A. She's great. She's great in everything. Let's be honest. She's literally great in everything. So. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, Alicia. One of the things that we're super excited about right now uh, here on YouTube is that we've uh, un- sort of unlocked as as little inside baseball. The way YouTube works, as you progress, you start to unlock cool features. One of the things we've unlocked is the community aspect of YouTube. So over on our YouTube channel, you can join us uh, and get to see the community page where we'll be posting things. Uh, updates, polls, all that stuff, uh, and get you guys um, involved into the show. As always, all the Robots having their say. Uh, we put up a poll today. Where would you rank Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans after two games? Playoff team? Top 10? Top 15? Or below the 15? Uh, the top 15. Or outside of the top 15. However you want to word that. Uh, 15% said USC is a playoff team. 64 said SC should be a top 10 team, which they are. They currently rank seventh in the AP poll. And 19% said top 15. Only 2% had the Trojans outside the top 15. 
Yeah, and I, I agree with the with the audience there. I think you rank USC as a top 10, and we talked about this in the last episode. A lot of that has to do with if you're not ranking them in the top 10, then who are you ranking in the top 10? And that yeah. is the biggest problem with this, uh, with this, with with a ranking after two weeks when half of the teams have played nobody and the other half have played a good team and thus they all have losses and everybody else. It's just no comparisons. Yeah. Polls, polls are interesting because they're multidimensional. Like we like to think of them as just a, a label. Like we know what a number one team looks like. We think we know what a number 10 team looks like, right? Like you, you yeah. can kind of imagine these things. But the reality is that number 10 means that there's only nine teams better than you. Yeah. And so that number 10 team doesn't actually mean anything. It's that are there nine teams better than you? Are there, you know, 121 worse than you? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that question is always difficult. That's the one that makes it hard to uh, put together all of these things. So, uh, yeah, before we get into talking about USC and Fresno State, if you're watching us here on YouTube, uh, be sure to pop in your questions throughout the episode. Uh, and we'll uh, tabulate those and get them into the mailbag here as we wrap this thing up towards the end. Um, Alicia, let's just get right into it. It's USC and Fresno State week. The Trojans uh, and the Bulldogs have met for a bunch of classics, of course. There's the <coughs> Freedom Bowl uh, back in the in the early 90s, uh, which we don't have to talk about. Um and then there's the infamous 2005 game, USC winning 50 to 42. Reggie Bush's, you know, stamp on the uh, the Heisman Trophy, which is interesting because SC just shared highlights of that game, uh, and that those highlights always go viral, right? But SC shared highlights of the game themselves, which they can do now that Reggie Bush is back into the fold as he's been for the last two years. But it got me thinking. You know what time and channel that game was on? That was on Versus, wasn't it? No. No. It was a 7th... No. It was a 7.30 kickoff. It was a late kick. Yes. Because I missed the kickoff because I was, like, doing errands with my mom or something after school. Uh, no, no, it would have been... It was a Saturday. So I was doing errands with my mom or something. We got home, and it was dark. So it had to be, like, after 8 o'clock. And maybe not that far after, but I, I know I missed the start of the game. That's all I remember. So I, I just pulled up the Wikipedia page. Technically 715. There you go. Uh, start on a Saturday night on Fox Sports Net. Fox Sports Net. Okay. Yes. Okay. So basically the equivalent of like an FS1 game today probably would probably be like an, a Fox Sports Net game. Yeah. Um, back at the time. Uh, your Fox Sports Net games were sort of like third tier where you'd see uh, your games on like the Pac-12 had so many games on FSN where it was similar to the Pac-12 network. Um, today, that game would absolutely be probably on the Pac-12 network uh, if it was in late November uh, in the same situation. Clearly, it's not now. And this week, SC plays Fresno State on Big Fox, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Uh Complete turnaround from next week's game against Oregon State, which is going to be on the Pac-12 network. But yeah, it just got me thinking how everyone um, correctly agrees that, that that's Reggie Bush's Heisman moment. And, you know, it was a moment or a TV broadcast that was a little hidden, but that's all right. I mean, and that's this is not a new complaint from USC fans. Like, I think this has been a complaint that mm -hmm. USC games were often and are often hidden. And right. that is partly, and we've already are always argued this, like that is partly just the geopolitics and physics of a round earth that has different time zones. Technically oblong. An oblong earth that has different time zones. And so naturally, you know, we always say that the teams on the East Coast are kicking at 8 o'clock all the time. Like that's when they, there are 5 o'clock primetime kickoffs are at 8 p.m. Well, the, the Midwest teams kick off at 11 a.m. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just part of that. But uh, at the same time, it is a disadvantage that USC has that um, that marquee games get to, can get shuffled to that late. The advantage that USC has, which could come into play, certainly this year, this game might have come into play uh, with the Stanford game, although it wasn't as late of a kick, is that 
you can hide your sins a little bit more easy if people aren't sure. watching your full games and well, all they see is the highlight package of you scoring a million touchdowns. Well, the, the other thing, though, I think when you're SC and in 2005 at the peak of your powers, right? It doesn't matter what time your games are. People are going to tune in. I, I think of um, boxing events. What time are, oh, are, yeah. are heavyweight boxing fights? At like 1030, right? Yeah. 1030 Vegas time, which is, of course, our time. Like, nobody cares. Why? Because everyone's tuning in no matter what. You're at least, and this is this is why if USC gets off to if a the hot, demand hot, is there. hot start here, like, you know, if if Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison are going to put on a show, people are going to watch. Reggie yeah. Bush is going to put on a show. People are going to watch at least the first half, which is, again, if USC has a game that is identical to the Stanford game this week with a 730 kickoff, then like well, you can bank on people just ranking USC based on that first half. Like, oh, my God. Well, the first half would be yeah, people would, would go to sleep after. The yeah, first half. yeah. Yeah. It, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't stick around. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, there's there's always pluses and minuses. It happens. But either way, I, I like a late kick. Um, I obviously don't have kids and I'm not going to the Coliseum anymore. But I loved a 7:30 kick. There's something about the Coliseum uh, under the lights and just the feeling of like a, especially now like a later September evening when it cools down and you're just mm-hmm. like, there's that like feeling. I, I, I don't think it's cooled down just yet. Just, just saying. It's starting to cool down <laughs> in the evenings though. It's not like 92 degrees at 10 o'clock. So that makes a big uh, a big difference and yeah, it's nice. All right. Well. Uh, the the other battles between USC and Fresno State uh, recently, of course, the 2013 Vegas Bowl. SC got a huge dominant win in that one, sort of unexpected. Um, SC in 2013 sort of turned things around with Coach O, but Coach O famously walks out on the team, quits right before the bowl game. Clay Helton is appointed as the interim head coach. And that was a Fresno State team that was really damn good with Derek Carr. Uh, that team could have scored a billion points, right? And uh, what they do, SC sort of throttled them. Was it 38-20, I think? And But for a long time, it was like 38-7 at one point or something like that. So yeah, big win for SC there. They opened the 2014 season against Fresno State and get a big win in Sark's first game, which he debuts the, the Sark spread offense. Uh, and that was a big win for SC. That first drive, I remember being a big deal. Darius Rogers three first downs uh, on third down. Um, it was like fifteen plays and like eighty yards or something like that. Scripted Sark drives. Thing of beauty. Chef's kiss. Yeah, just they can be everything after that. Mm, Sark, calm down. But <laughs> the the first scripted like oh yes. Yeah, uh, and then of course the twenty nineteen game, uh, the first game of the season, the infamous. Uh, what, what, what would you say? What was that from from um, JT Daniels? Well, it was a, a quarter in which JT Daniels nearly won the Heisman after the first quarter in the Graham Harrell offense. And then... And then had a sputtery second quarter, got hurt, and tore his ACLs out for the season. Yeah. Um, and then Keaton Slovis came in and uh, had a what you would expect for a true freshman in his very first game. Um, and SC held on with the big pick later in the game uh, with um, uh, Isaiah Polamau with, with the pick in the end zone. So uh, that was 2019. Here we are in 2022. USC going into a game with a number seven ranking. Uh, the Fresno State Bulldogs coming off a heartbreaking loss at home in Fresno to Oregon State. The Oregon State Beavers of the Trojans, of course, will play next week. This is a Fresno State team that is good. Jeff Tedford back at the helm of the Bulldogs. We know that he went there a few years ago, ultimately left for health reasons, retired. He has come back to replace Kalen DeBoer, who was promoted from within to be the Fresno State head coach. In the middle of that, Kalen DeBoer now uh, up in Seattle at UW. This is this is a team to be to be reckoned with. They are the Fresno State that you remember back from the Pat Hill days. They are the team that is not afraid of anybody. Jake Hayner with some great quotes this week. We talked about it earlier uh, in the Stanford Fallout episode. Uh, Jake Hayner making comments about how 
little Jay Kaner couldn't get a wasn't tall enough um, yeah. and couldn't get a, a scholarship. And didn't have enough stars next to his name. Yeah. Um, which if you're Fresno State, that's what you want. You want the chip on their shoulder. You want to drive down the 99 and uh, and and feel like um, like you got something to prove. And um, USC is a top seven team. Uh, surely would surely would fit that bill of of who you'd want to you know do some some damage to. Um, let's talk about the Fresno State Bulldogs on offense. Of course, led by quarterback Jake Hayner, started his career at Washington, uh, back uh, in Fresno State um, for another year. Last year, four thousand yards through the year, thirty three touchdowns, nine picks uh, against Oregon State. Had a big game. 30 of 46, 360 yards through the air, only one TD, no interceptions, though. Uh, so a pretty clean game from him on that side of things. Uh, Jordan Mims in the backfield, and he's got a receiving core of Nick Romeggio, Jalen Marino uh, Cropper. Um, and Cropper, I remember from the UCLA game last year, too. He, he, him and uh, Hayner were just tremendous on that last drive to beat really the last two drives to beat UCLA. Yeah, and Cropper added the hyphen to his name. So now he's Moreno Cropper. Yeah. So same same human though. Which I, defeats the purpose of the word Cropper. Cropper I means know. shorter. I know. It's just, you know, he, they don't think of these things yeah, like, <laughs> when they come up with a deep, <laughs> deeply personal reason to add a, a hyphen to their name. <laughs> um, and then also Nick Remigio was um, Cal transfer. So he was a guy that, uh, that USC is familiar with. And he had a huge game against Oregon State uh, last week with uh, 100 yards receiving. So yeah, it's an interesting receiving core. There are weapons here. And the quarterback is, I think, I think Jake Hayner is the quarterback I'm most excited to see come to the Coliseum since. I, I'm interested of your answer. I, I can't think. I haven't been excited about quarterbacks coming to the Coliseum hmm. in recent years. So. It's been a while. It's been years. Since Chucky Keaton. I, I was gonna say you're, what are you gonna say, Chucky Keaton? No. no I wanna give him I wanna curse him the way we curse Chucky Keaton. Oh my and God. like talked him up all week. And then Chucky Keaton might be the dud. most like in the history of college football, the most fun quarterback to talk about. But and not, then every time you watch them, you're like, what was I saying? What, yeah, like, what, what why were we hyping the- <laughs> What were we doing <laughs> there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, SC has played their fair share of of good quarterbacks. Some that I will add to that list: uh, uh, Justin Herbert coming to the Coliseum a couple of times, uh, twenty nineteen and twenty. Um, yeah, there's there's been many. We could we can talk about those a different day. Um, but the other key performer to to mention here on the Bulldog offense is probably the offensive lineman with the best name in college football, Dante Bull. That is who you need out blocking for you, a literal bull, Dante yeah. Bull, preseason All-Mountain West selection there. Um, yeah, th- this is an offense that you can expect to score a lot of points. Uh, they were 26th in scoring offense, 33.4 points per game, um, 27th in SP Plus on the offensive side of the ball, 14th in total offense. Um, and really against, you look back at the, the game last week against Oregon State, the one that we really kind of can talk about here because that was their only opponent against an FBS opponent. They played Cal Poly in week one. Don't care about Cal Poly. We care about the Oregon State game. I think the only thing you draw from the Cal Poly game, potentially, and I'm not even sure you can, they sh- probably should have beat Cal Poly better than they did. It was it was a, a weird game, apparently. I don't know. I, I don't draw I, anything from those games. So. I think when you're Fresno State and you play Cal Poly, Oregon State, and SC, and you, yeah, literally give no like no thought Waste to no what time. happens against Cal Poly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So none. Yeah, just, win the game. That's all. That I mean, and there's a reason on our rundown we are uh, we have all of our stats. Like the stats we're looking at are last year's stats and not season stats to date. We're looking at just Oregon State stats because, again, we don't. Right. You just don't include the the score, the the stats against FCS teams. Yeah, Kenny in the chat says Khalil Tate question mark. Yes, Khalil Tate's a good a good Except, pull here yes. in multiple ways because not only is was Khalil Tate the um, all time greatest October quarterback in the history of football back in 2017, um, 
and SC and Arizona played an epic game in 2017. Um, but you look at the same kind of um, chip on the shoulder thing with Khalil Tatum. Yeah. Coming out of Sarah, didn't get the looks from SC to play quarterback. Yeah. He got S looks to be an athlete. He didn't want to be an athlete. Um, and for the USC perspective, they had other quarterbacks in line at the time. So it would make sense that they weren't going to go that route. But if you're Khalil Tate, that doesn't matter. You, you obviously should take that um, and and run with that chip on your shoulder. And Jake Hayner, the same thing. Even if it's justified that SC looked at the other you know, quarterbacks, if you're Jake Hayner, you should be offended because you should believe in yourself more than anybody else. So yeah. it, it all checks out. And, well, and it's it, similar to Khalil Tate in that sense. And it checks out, too, because I'm similarly scared of Jake Hayner. <laughs> like... Khalil Tate scared me because he's just a playmaker. Like, you know, yeah. somehow, some way he's going to make a play. And that's my fear with Jay Kaner is the sense of, is he the best quarterback that USC is going to face this year? I don't know if I would say that just in terms of like pure ability, but in terms of I think heart DTR is and probably grit, the guy there. Yeah. But like uh, the, the question of, is he the most competitive quarterback that USC will face this year? I would put him in that cat. Like I will never forget watching him against UCLA. I will like, that was the gutsiest performance that I've seen from a quarterback. I wish ever. it was a bowl game because then we'd stop seeing Byron Leftwich getting, you know, carried down the field. Yeah. As a Jags fan, like I don't need to see that anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. like the Jake Hayner thing drive last year was was so much better. Well, the Jake Hayner thing was just absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it before this game, go find the highlights or or go watch that drive. It's probably got to be somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. That he takes a shot stunning. to like the ribs, and you could tell that like he, he has nothing. He's practically yeah. like puking up blood on the sideline. The yeah. Whole yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that's uh, and and that's what I think is going to be fascinating here is the I, the the sort of the push and pull between. I think I fear Fresno State because I respect Fresno State sure. the program. I respect Jeff Tedford the coach. I respect the quarterback. I respect their playmakers. Do I think they're a better team than USC? No, no. I I think I think on paper you have like there's a reason that USC is favored in this game by as yeah. much as they are, all of that kind of stuff. But if you were ever gonna go into a game saying, don't trust what's on paper too much because the game is played on the field for a reason and will matters and know how matters and togetherness matters and like that's what everything about this this Fresno State team. Are they perfect? No, but they were 10 and three last year and they have all of this going for them. And I think that it's, it's a, it's a danger. It's a danger team that you well, don't want to take lightly. I think, I think the thing here to, to play up to and uh, Steve in the chat says that our defense is very vulnerable. That's exactly it. I mm -hmm. think that for Fresno state, this is a matchup that you kind of like. Yes. No, but no team is going to match up against USC's offense at this point. SC's offense looks like, you know, top one or two in the country. Um, but defensively, you got to be sort of licking your chops because SC was gassed uh, on the ground uh, at times against Rice and really for most of the game, practically all the game against Stanford, right? And Stanford was able to move the, the field in a balanced way. I think that's what Fresno State's going to want to do, be balanced, throw the ball a little bit more. We know that Jeff Tedford is extremely experienced. Mm -hmm. Jeff Tedford is someone who has played SC a million times and been a pesky opponent plenty of those times, right? Yeah. So um, he knows what, what it's like to play at the Coliseum. Fresno State's not going to be scared at all. Um, and then you just add in the fact that this is an early game in a time where the defense is trying to fix things out and gel. And yeah, this is a team the Fresno State is a team who's capable of scoring 30, 35 points, maybe more than that on this defense because SC clearly has been susceptible through two weeks. And if you do that and you force a shootout, then it's on the offense to do their part. And while I trust USC's offense to score 30, 35, 40 points, um, there's always the time that they don't if if they run into, you know, a, an error or two or three or four. Well, I mean, this isn't like 
I wouldn't call this an elite defense by any stretch, but they are a competent defense. They're they're you know, in 2021, they were 20th in scoring defense, 32nd in total defense, 34th in yards per play, 24th in rushing defense, 26th in rushing yards per carry, 58th in passing defense, 24th in defensive passer rating. So it's a it's a top half of the of college football defense. It's it's a a defense that, like, like I said, it's not like up there with the great defenses in the country, but they are not a bad defense the way that you could look at Stanford and Rice and say, yeah. well, neither of these teams are particularly competitive on defense. So this will be the first test for USC's offense because they won't be able to just easily, well, you have to think. like they won't. I don't think it'll be quite as hot knife through butter for this offense against this defense as you could make it against Rice and Stanford certainly early in the game. I think that St- that Fresno State has a chance to put up more of a fight. The question that USC's offense needs to answer right now is, can they be hot knife through butter through even average decent defenses, or is it just the bad ones that are going to be like, well, we're going to put up 35 points on you in the blink of an eye? Right. Well, Fresno State's defense is the first team SC has played this year, which we don't, in the preview, aren't talking about a whole bunch of rankings in the hundreds, yeah. right? Yeah. Rice, uh, they were like 120-something against the pass last year. Stanford, a lot of their defensive rankings last year were in the hundreds. Um, they weren't a good defensive team. And uh, Fresno State is not one of those teams. However, Fresno State is a G5. Um, them being one of the top two teams in the mountain West certainly makes it a little bit easier to have better stats that way. So it makes it a little bit harder to compare, say against Stanford, who's playing against better teams because they're in yeah. the Pac-12, but still I, I wouldn't say that Fresno state is going to be, yeah, of, of the three teams that USC has played probably the best defense of the three. Um, mind you, this is still week three. This is more time for USC to gel on offense and they've already done it. They've yeah. already done it. We, we saw it last week against uh, Stanford, especially in that first half. Uh, both both games they've scored on the first five drives. I feel pretty confident in saying that SC is going to score their fair share of points. It's going to be a matter of doing it for 60 minutes. And if the defense, unless the defense takes a step forward, you're going to maybe have to do that for 60 minutes because we've seen the defense be susceptible um, through a couple of weeks so far. Yeah, well, and like when I say that Fresno might have a chance to slow this USC offense down, I mean like they might have a chance to keep this USC offense from scoring forty points. Like, sure. like I, I think yeah. I think you peg USC for at least thirty five here well, and, and, look, and look run at, with it. But look, look at SC last week, right? Like yeah. you can say that Stanford got the better of SC. Stanford's defense, you, like you, you can spin the narrative. Yeah, I, I don't believe this narrative, but you can spin the narrative that Stanford's defense slowed USC down in the second half after making a bunch of halftime adjustments. Again, I don't believe that. You could, you could say that though, um, and you held SC so to forty-one points. But if forty-one points is going to be the one where you have a quote bad half, that tells yeah. you how potent your offense actually is. Yeah. And so, but the the thing that I think is is really going to be telling here is not necessarily, obviously, USC needs to put up points here. There's no question about that. It's not necessarily the number of points. For me, it's the timing of points. Yeah, because it it will be a game where I think USC needs to manage their defense through it. And the more uh, we're going to keep talking about, like the more run support that you give the defense the the more you're going to give them a chance to have the second half that they did it was sort of the fourth quarter that they did where they were like okay no we're not we're not going to let you guys get any closer we're going to sack you a bunch of times now so it's really about get your cushion as quickly as possible when your defense gets a stop you must score um when your defense gets a turnover you must capitalize on it and make sure that the defense is being supported in every way possible. Uh, obviously, you want to score on every drive. I, I just, I'm not going to ask that of USC's, USC's offense. It's not fair. But like the timing that you're able to counter move uh, everything that, Stan, that Stanford, the, sorry, that Fresno State does on offense, 
could be the key to this game. I mean, you don't want a back and forth shootout. That puts pressure on everybody. Yeah. But I think that if USC can get a... What? I was just saying, it puts pressure on everybody. That's the crazy thing about last week. Last week would have been a shootout if they didn't get the turnovers. Yes, but they got the turnovers. But they got the turnovers. And that you get the... like we. I feel like a broken record that you, you finish off your drives and you prevent the other team from finishing off your drives. Just that little switch, even with the exact same yardage gained on both sides, completely changes the power dynamic of a football game. Yeah. And, and that's something I'm going to talk about. I mean, uh, talk about it later or we can talk about now when I say like what this game is going to come down to um, in the end it's going to be those those turnovers. It's going to be red zone percentages. To me, that's the the, the key. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can go out of order here or or, <laughs> well, or talk about this defense a little bit. Let's talk about Fresno State's defense really quick before we get back to the red zone stuff because I want to touch on that. Uh, a couple of key players to mention, Evan Williams, uh, last year for the, for the Bulldogs, led the team with 92 tackles, had a hell of a game against Oregon State, nine tackles. Tackle for loss, a PBU. He is going to be all over the place. Uh, those numbers feel like very Talanoa Hufanga esque. Yeah. Right? Like just yeah. everywhere. Oh, his, it was 92 tackles, and the next top tackler had like 62. So. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. I mean, yeah. that you're getting to the third level, though, and having to make all the tackles, problematic. Yeah. But if you're going to, you know, be involved for three PBUs and tackle for loss on top of that, that's that, that's Hufanga style stuff right there. Yeah. Um, there's a certain linebacker named uh, Raymond Scott. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Against Oregon State, four tackles and a sack. Um, hold on, hold on. I got this little handy note here. Uh, it says that Raymond Scott, yes, two time CIF state champion from Narbonne High School. Mm hmm. Where have we heard that before? I, I don't know where we've heard that before. Uh, a transfer from a little uh, Methodist college in Los Angeles called uh, United, U- wait, sorry, University of Southern California. Oh, he's a former SC guy. Mm-hmm. Former SC guy who played linebacker and safety and then linebacker again. Bounced and around a little bit. Again, and yeah, they just yeah. never found a spot for him. Yeah, and he had, a, he had a good game last week against Oregon State. Good for him. More power to him. We'll see what he can do uh, with the dogs up there. Um, more chip, more another player with chip on shoulder. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And linebacker Lavelle Bailey, nine tackles against the against the Beavers last week, and a couple of defensive ends in Perales and Johnson uh, that you could expect to to be uh, potentially a problem on the ends uh, in a week in which USC is sort of, um, per all the reports, we're not at practice. We're not talking about injuries in that sense, but. Uh, Cortland Ford might not um, be 100. percent Yeah, and th- this is something that Lincoln Riley talked about at practice, so it's fair game as far as the injuries go. That he is going to sort of be, um, sort of, I'm calling it like babied through the week, um, not really practicing while they let him try to try to get right in terms of health. So, Bobby Haskins, come on down. Yeah, Could this be- is this is why you have Bobby Haskins there, yes. right? Yeah. But it could be an interesting week because Bobby Haskins is coming back from his own injury. Cortland Ford dealing with an injury. So the left tackle spot could be, uh, the, I mean, the, the matchup to watch here, knowing that um, that Stanford does, uh, I keep saying Stanford, that Fresno State does have a couple of good DEs that they can throw out there and, and try to get the better of a sort of a, 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 a area for, for the Bulldogs to target. Yeah, go after the guy with injury. On the flip side, if I'm USC and I see that depth chart and I see a freshman starting at DT, right there in the in the middle of that defensive line, I too am going after a particular area. Like so, there's a chess match yeah. here that I think Tony Day, um, Travis Day. Yeah, it, it, you know, if 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 USC can get that run game going and and really uh, let let die and Austin Jones and those guys feast because Stan, uh, Fresno state might be a little bit vulnerable in the center of their defense. I think, you know, you, 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 there's some push and pull here. So that's another thing to watch. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, last thing to, to discuss before we go to over under in our, in our little rundown here, uh, our like eight page rundown that we write for every episode. 
Uh, we have a little thing that says the case for USC for why USC um, can slash should whatever word you want to put in there win uh, on Saturday. Um, you wrote that it all comes down to red zone efficiency. Fresno State's red zone offense was good last year, ranking 30th in scoring percentage at 88.24%, 22nd in TD percentage, holding opponents to just 68%. No, 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 that was that was that's their offense. Sorry, that's their offense. Yeah, look See, at me, can't read. They scored uh, scored this, touchdowns sixty eight point six three percent of the time. That's twenty second yeah. in the country. This is the problem with live doing doing things yeah. live. Can't just re- reread it. I'll, I'll take over from here. <laughs> Go for it. On the flip side, Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma offense was first in scoring percentage. Yeah, red zone scoring percentage at ninety six point seven seven percent. And second in the country in touchdown percentage in the red zone at 75.81%. Can I push back on that slightly? I noticed something today that like jarred me. You know, SC is like a hundred and something in red zone offense. Yes, because they have missed field goals in the red zone. So so their scoring percentage is small sample size, two games. Yes, the scoring the scoring percentage is not is not great, but I think that those are not necessarily great uh, representations. Also, USC has scored a couple of long touchdowns that you know they haven't necessarily needed to get into the red zone. But yeah. the point being, Lincoln Riley is good in the red zone. We know this about his yeah. offense; he's good in the red zone. Fresno State is also decent in the red zone but if we're talking about levels we're talking about a fresno state that can be good in the red zone and a usc that can be great in the red zone and if you're talking about who is going to win a game that i think you and i think if it's not a shootout will be a back and forth affair that uh that will come down to efficiency and that i think is is the other element of of my case for usc and that's turnovers again Drive efficiency. Are you getting into the red zone and are you scoring touchdowns instead of field goals? Make a note here. Fresno State settled for field goals four out of the six times they got into the red zone against Oregon State. Yeah. You can't settle for field let, goals. Let them do that again. Against against this team. And that is like the MO of USC's defense right now. Drive, 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 get in the get in the red zone, and then we'll create something that stops you from scoring a touchdown in the red zone more often than not. Um, that's what's so good about USC's offense right now is like the pressure that you're putting on these, these opponents is score seven points or you're screwed. Yeah. And look at Stanford when you didn't score seven points, you, you got lost behind. Because of it. Yeah. Stanford got behind in that game 41, 14 because they weren't scoring when they got into the red zone. Yeah. It's that simple. Um, which brings me to the second element of this, uh, large sort of, uh, what it all come down to case turnovers. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. The difference between USC's defense being effective in the last two games and an absolute dumpster fire is turnovers. USC is plus eight. They have not had a turnover yet, and they have created eight turnovers in two games. By contrast, and this is what's really interesting to me, Fresno State has a nice round zero on their turnover margin. Well, the zero is everywhere. Yeah, zeros are everywhere because they have not had a turnover. Good. They have not created a turnover. Not so good. Um, And that is going to be the question. That's going to be the give and take that we see in this game. Who has the turnovers? Who capitalizes on the turnovers? Who makes the mistake? And that's going to be the question for USC's offense. Protect the ball, protect the ball, protect the ball. And the question for Fresno's offense is protect the ball protect the ball protect the ball so that's what it'll come down to red zone efficiency and turnovers 100 percent. all right let's get to the over under where there may be mentions of those things maybe we'll see Alicia, you know the only good thing about football season being over? There's literally nothing good about the football season being over. It's just an endless wait until the fall. See, that's where you're wrong. It's tournament season. The best way to take your mind off the endless wait. That is true. I may not want to watch the men play, but the USC women are pretty awesome. Exactly, but it's not just SC. There's high-stake basketball moments all over the country. But you know what? They get even better with prize picks. So you're saying the only thing better than watching Juju Watkins is taking the more on Juju Watkins. Bingo! 
You can now turn your hoops knowledge and love of Juju Watkins into serious cash because you can now win up to 100 times your money on price picks with as little as four correct picks. Turn 10 bucks into a thousand bucks with college basketball, NBA, and NHL entries. Best of all, Price Picks lets you get on the action on more than 30 states across the country, including Texas, Georgia, and California. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, download the app today and use the code Rain of Troy for a first deposit match up to $100. That's the Price Picks app with the code Rain of Troy for the first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So you're going over. I'm feeling bold. Give me that over. I'll go under. I got to take an under here. I got three unders to take. I'm going to do an under here. All right. Over, under. I need a big week. Alicia, you're beating me. You have a record of 11 and 7. I'm not too fond of that. I'm at 8 and 10. So I need a big week. So give me some easy lines to, to, to win on. What's your first one? We'll see. Speaking of red zone, I've got 66.6% USC's red zone scoring defense. So USC has um, a 66.6% red zone scoring defense so far this season. Fresno State this season is 83.33% in their scoring defense, but... Uh, they were 33.3% scoring touchdowns in the red zone versus Fresno State. So 66.6%. Will USC's you, defense. You say scoring defense. Score. I, I am going. You're specifically saying scoring defense. I am going with scoring defense. Okay. I Just mean, to it, keep it simpler, I probably should make it touchdown, but... No, you said scoring. I, that, that's yeah. fair. I think that it's difficult either way. I'm yeah. going to take the... This is this is, this is is for Fresno State, right? Because this is USC's defense. So this is USC's Fresno State's, defense against Fresno State's offense, yes. Okay. So let's just make it Fresno State's offense. Let's be okay. clearer. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the over. The reason being, I think, yeah, if SC forces field goals, you can feel really good about that, but that doesn't mean that affects the scoring defense. Because if you settle for, if SC holds Fresno State to nothing but field goals and they just hit field goals, their scoring defense, I mean, scoring rate can still be 100%, even though they're scoring uh, field goals instead of TDs. So I like the idea of SC holding them the field goals over TDs, especially after last week. But. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to take the scoring defense all told because that forces that means that SC is con- forcing turnovers and turnovers in the red zone and like there's just there's a little too many ifs there. The question I would have is does Fresno Even they've been doing it. Does Fresno State know that they can't settle for field goals in this game? That's a that's a good point. Like maybe Tedford wants to dial it up, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, I think that if anyone is going to be cool and calm in that situation, it's going to be Tedford. Yeah. Tedford's not scared of the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, next, first one for me, over over under one and a half Fresno State turnovers for all the reasons you talked about. SC has forced eight turnovers in two games, third most among FBS opponents who have played two games. Uh, plus four turnover margin per game, which is tops in the FBS. And of course, Fresno State has not turned the ball over once. Over under one and a half Bulldog turnovers. I am purely going off of the the incomprehensible, uh, un, um, unpredictable nature of turnovers, and I'm going with the under here. I think All that, right. um, you know, uh, I would feel comfortable with saying that, that USC can force a turnover against Fresno State, but mm-hmm. to get to 
is more than I'm willing to bet on in this case. Okay. Jake Hayner is pretty good at protecting the football. Uh, Fresno State has a pretty decent receiving core. Um, the, the, the running backs, I mean, I don't know that I looked at fumble numbers for them, but they, I don't think they're particularly unreliable. I think that USC in the first two weeks did a hell of a job getting the turnovers that they did. Yeah. But there's a reason Bill Connolly calls it turnover luck. So eventually one of them was tipped early on. I just don't think that you can uh, bet on two as opposed to one or zero. Yes. Gen Z would say bet. Yeah. Bet. Um, Yeah. I'm going to pretend that I understood that. (laughs) On God. Yeah. On God. Yeah. Uh, All right. right. (laughs) What's what's your, your next one? All right. I'm going with 3.5 USC sacks. So USC has had way more sacks than I have perceived this defense getting. They had four against Rice, five against Stanford. They have nine this season. Like, that's a lot of sacks in two games. And it's weird because I don't think USC's pass rush has been very good when they needed it to be. So I, it's just a very strange situation to be in. From a from an analysis perspective, uh, Fresno State's weird. They allowed one sack versus Fresno versus Oregon State, which leads me to believe that they gave up three sacks to Cal Poly because they have four sacks allowed this season. Um, so that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But we know USC is is an attacking defense. We know they're going to try and get after Jake Hayner um, as much as he is a bulldog hearted human. He is not a, like, I don't know that we would categorize him as, like, dual threat. He's mobile. He is a scrambler. But he's not, like... He's dual threat like Slovis is dual threat. Yeah. In which, like, I think Slovis was, was willing to, if the pocket took 30 seconds, he might be willing to run a little yeah. bit. Especially as he got, as Slovis has got older, he's been less willing to run to out move? of the pocket. Yes. But yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with a little bit of a high line here at 3.5 for, for USC Sacks. Will they keep keep reeling him in? 3.5 is just so high. It is, yeah. It is so high. Like you can get three sacks and I can still – and I, I can think that was a good, a good productive day in terms of getting pressure. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to take the under. But I not because I'm doubting this USC defense. I, like I'm, I kind of expect the, the defense to take a step forward this week, even if it is a tougher opponent. Having said that, yeah, three and a half is just a lot. Yep, I'm I'm I struggled mightily with yeah. setting that line. To be honest. All right, um, my second one over under 165 and a half rushing yards for Fresno State. 165 and a half. Through two games, the dogs are averaging 152, 172 against Cal Poly. 132 against the Beavs last week. SC is allowing 183 per game. Can they hold the Bulldogs to 165 and a half? I'm taking the over here. Um, uh, Apologies to USC's defense, but I will take the over on all of these questions about the defense until they prove that that, that's not the smart move anymore. Uh, I think that Fresno State has a running back that they are willing to feed. They gave Mims 21 carries last game. And I think that uh, just based on the track record through the first two games of the rush defense, it has not been good enough. So give me that over. Yeah. Tedford isn't stupid, yeah. right? Like he's he's going to force SC to sort of stop the run. So I could, I could see that. Um, what's, your, what's your last one? 45.5 points for USC. Another high line. <laughs> Uh, Fresno State gave up 40 points to Boise State last year in the one yeah. blowout that they suffered. The last time they scored, they allowed more than that in a game was 49 points to New Mexico in 2020. This USC's is, offense is, really funny is stupid why. good. Will they score more than 45 points? So it's funny to me that you looked this up because I looked up when I was making my score prediction, which I've already written into the little rundown doc here. Um, I was looking up the number of like the the points that Fresno State tends to give up in these types of games. Yeah, 
I know they've gone through a coaching transition to and from Tedford, but really it's a lot of the same guys, right? Um, they haven't given up more than 40 to a uh, opponent in the uh, more than 40 to, 40 to a power five opponent until 20 since 2017, 41 to Alabama. And I think it was 49 or 48 to Washington. I, since then all their games have been like in the thirties. I got to take the under here, not because I believe in SC and like, like I'm, this is not a doubt on USC's ability to score those points. I just kind of see this game playing out on the scoreline sort of similarly to last week, but I don't want to give away my prediction too quickly, even though I know I just did. So I know I set that, that line too high, but honestly, I wanted, I think I wanted to bait you into taking the under. Okay. Because I think this could end up being a shootout where everyone scores 45 points. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, it is Pac-12 after dark. Yeah. Things yeah. things could things happen. Could get nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my last one. I gotta go back to third downs. You know I love talking about third downs. Oh yeah, yeah. Nine and a half third down attempts for USC. Nine and a half. Two games SC has played, they had seven against Rice, eight against Stanford. Uh, in the history of CFBStats.com, USC has never done that in back-to-back games. That goes back to 2009. Uh, that's as far back as that stat goes. Um, that you can look it up. I I looked at, at a couple other places and I couldn't find it. And I'm not going to go through game notes and like all that stuff. It'll take forever. So we'll we'll just say for the foreseeable thing, it's hard to see when SC has done that. Uh, most recently. However, Lincoln Riley did it recently last year. He had a game in which they had six third down attempts against Texas Tech at home, followed by nine on the road at Baylor, a top 10 Baylor team at the time, followed by 10, just barely missed it, against Iowa State. Oregon State against Fresno State had 10 last week. 10, just barely above, barely into the double digits. Nine and a half, the, the line here for third down attempts for USC. Nine and a half. Over and under. Uh, I, uh, I, I have to go over. I have to go over. I, I think this is going to be, a, I think it's going to be a shootout. So I have to go over. I have to, I have to think that there will be enough drives, enough possessions, enough situations where you are in a third down situation and they will add up. Hmm. Okay. I kind of like this. I like that. I like be, having the under there. Hmm. I think SC could have nine. I think and I never too. really I mean, like, even in a shootout, that means that they're scoring a lot of points and maybe never seeing third down. Just saying, just saying, uh, all right. Uh, we've pulled one out of the chat here. Uh, Alex says, uh, over under 22 and a half first, sorry, sorry, second half points, uh, for USC, 22 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over on this one because again, I think it will be a shootout, but I could get into trouble here if USC takes care of business really early in the first half and, and doesn't need to score in the second half. So we'll see I'm going over. I'll take the under. I think SC front loads their points again. First okay. half. Okay. All right. Let's get into the predictions. Bill Connolly's metrics has SC winning 33-26. Vegas has the Trojans as of uh, right in this rundown. Uh, 12 and a half point favorites with an over-under of 74. Uh, when you do the math, I like weirdly doing the math. What does that mean? 12 and a half and 74? Like a basically a score of 43-31. Doesn't sound crazy to me. Um, what do you got? Almost right on that. I got 44-35. SC winning? SC wins. Um, I think that USC will have enough firepower here to overcome Fresno State. I think the Coliseum will be a factor here in terms of just Ging up this team and I think critically Ging up the defense when they need it. But uh, but I think Fresno State is going to score. So, yeah, 44-35. All right. I'm taking SC 41 
Fresno State 24. Be a hell of a victory to me if USC can hold Fresno State to 24 points. Not going to yeah, lie. 41 24 is how I see it. Um, we'll see how that goes. I did say that SC would hold them to a lot of field goals. Well, that's just one field goal. So yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe things get weird. But uh, yeah, 41 24 SC uh, winning. Um, let's go to the mailbag and uh, wrap this podcast up. We'll start with a couple of preloaded questions that our pal Josh from Ohio threw in here into our YouTube um, stream way before we started recording. Um, do you think Lincoln Riley watched the game between the Beavs and Fresno State and might develop a solid plan to make quick work of Fresno State? Uh, I, I think that. I think he's watching film of every game. I think he's watching film of every game. I think he knows how to put together an offensive game plan. I don't think the offense is going to be the question where whether or not a solid plan comes into play. Like, I don't think the offense is going to be dictating whether it's quick work because yeah. you can have the best offensive and the game plan see last week yeah. um, and the defense can lead, lead the other side of the ball vulnerable. Um, Josh also says there's a jet lag from years of hugs, Helton and the epic amount of poor football we watched that everyone thinks Fresno are world beaters, or is everyone just downing Lincoln Riley's ability to win? I don't think it's either one of those things. Got nothing to do with with Lincoln Riley or even USC. Fresno State has been a, a strong G5 program for, for the better part of years. two decades. Yeah, 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 for 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 a long time. They are a good football program with a good football coach, with a good quarterback, with a with you know, I I think they are the definition to me of good, not great. They're not the the Mountain West team that's going to like contend for playoff, but they will always be competitive. And uh, like I said, I, I just don't. I think that you don't take them lightly because they have been too solid for too long. Yeah, and it also helps that they're well coached. Yes, Jeff Tedford is is pretty, a good coach. Pretty, yeah. pretty damn good coach. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the questions from the chat. Uh, Steven says Fresno State is well coached, excellent quarterback. They were up nine. And we're in a position to beat a very, very good Oregon State team. I was skeptical too until I watched Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. I agree. Uh, Tim says Jake Hayner said in his presser, no one thinks that we can win. Is there really that kind of disrespect going on? All I've seen is a lot of concern about this game. Well, I think USC is on upset alert again this week in sort of the national media. So um, I don't know that they're being disrespected. But uh, I certainly think people assume USC will win. I mean, Vegas has USC as a twelve point favorite, so it's yeah. not. It's, he's not wrong. He's not right. He's sort of. There's also this inherent. I think there's certain situations where you're allowed to have, um, a. Uh, like a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, and if you're Fresno State, you're more than allowed to to do that. You're in the Mountain West. You look at USC as sort of like um, the the owner of the states, and you don't like that. All most of your players probably wanted to go to SC, but couldn't because of whatever reason, right? Like, absolutely, you should feel disrespected, even if it's not going back the other way. And I don't think it's going back the other way because I think SC people do tend to respect Fresno State a lot. Um, let's go from. A down Panoy who says, I left my ass off watching Notre Dame lose to Marshall, but if we are measured against our rivals, um, does Notre Dame losing hurt us too, even if we beat them? Oh, okay. In a, in a, in a year when USC is contending for the playoff, then sure. I don't want to see this USC team in the playoffs. So I don't think that I'm paying too much attention to the resumes of the teams on USC schedule. I think you play the teams that are in front of you and prove that you can win games before we talk. We start sort of calculating whether or not USC needs help in terms of um, resume building. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ordinary guy, Relique Brown availability updates. Uh, you're, you're not going to get one. SC's not talking about those things and he can't be necessarily reported as well. He played against Stanford. Uh, didn't see yeah. any reason to think that he wouldn't be available this time too alex says is the new jeff tedford as good as the original jeff tedford as the game and the hunger passed him by i think jeff tedford is a prime example of someone who has reinvented himself yes 
Uh, if you would have told me a decade of, decade ago, I would have said that he was on the verge of the game passing him by, but he has reinvented himself when he went to Washington, took the, was their offensive coordinator and helped them uh, when they were like at the playoff year with uh, Peterson. And since going to Fresno State, I think he's been great. Yeah. So I think he's reinvented himself. Um, Pontra Cam says, is Lincoln Riley going to get out coached and can Fresno State score 50 plus? I don't think Lincoln Riley is going to get out coached. I think if there's someone who's capable of doing it, I sure I think that Jeff Tedford is probably as good as any given his his experience. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that Lincoln Riley is gonna get out coached. I think we need to see that to happen before we could sort of predict that thing. And Lincoln Riley deserves the benefit of the doubt for now. You're talking about Alex Grinch getting out coached by Jeff Tedford, if we're talking about any out coaching. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh says, who on Fresno State can actually line up and stop all of the weapons SC has? This is the problem for every defense that USC faces. They don't have yeah. the ability to line up man-to-man uh, to stop the weapons that USC has, which is why I'm going to continue to say that USC stops themselves in these situations with turnovers and red zone mistakes. Yeah. Uh, Ron from LA, Lower Alabama. Question, if USC goes 10-2, and two, and Oklahoma has the same record. Will the bowl committee try to match these two teams up? Oh, you know it. They're, I, I think they're they programming TV here, guys. But, but I, there are tie-ins. and Well, I, I still think that the odds are that if SC and Oklahoma makes the playoff, they're going to be the three and four seed, Yeah, not necessarily the one and two. But if they're 10 and two, and we think that the playoff includes – the three that the the top three right now plus one, let's say I don't know a, a one loss Clemson as unimaginable as I think that would be, but uh, yeah, I think I think a ten and two USC and Oklahoma potentially are are non playoff teams that well they, they yeah they could meet in like the Fiesta Bowl or something yeah 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 but it, but if SC goes ten and two and is in the playoff they're going to be number four yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Josh says, do you think the fans will pack the Coliseum? Yeah, I think there'll be a hell of a lot more. They better. The, the, it's going to be better weather. Also, I think that the people who are maybe had trepidation about buying in so quickly will have seen week one and week two and will be all in on buying into this week. Yes. Uh, last question. Josh says, do you think the SC team hears all the doubt everyone has that they should struggle with Fresno? And do you think they should come out with a chip on their shoulder? I don't know that people are necessarily doubting that they will struggle against Fresno. I, I think this is the one thing that I've sort of like looked at these things. Like just because Fresno State is a, I think, a good challenge for this USC team in the position that they are in, which is an offense that is running at ninth gear and a defense that is still trying to get things going. And Fresno State becomes a good challenge because of that and because we know how well-coached Fresno State has been. That doesn't mean that we're doubting USC of winning this game. I think those things are very two different things. Like I, I This is a game where the, the better team, the USC in this situation, is going to win this game realistically 80, 85% of the time. Um, and that's 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 just how it is. Like, I, I don't think it's doubting USC at all. My hope would be, though, that Lincoln has the team this week reminded about the the missteps in the second half offensively, make sure that they recognize and understand that they are, that they can't take a game off. They can't take prep off. They have to take everything seriously because um, – they are not the finished article yet. They're not perfect, even on offense where they have so much uh, so much firepower. They still have a lot of work to do. Yep, absolutely. Uh, really quick, Cam Lifestyles, does SC need an eight-man rotation to be competitive in the playoffs? Probably. SC's not there yet. And I don't think that... Certainly more than the rotation that they have now on that defensive front, for sure. Yeah. All right, we've got to make a run of it and uh, head back and get ready for the car cast after Saturday's game. Saturday night. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific on Big Fox USC in Fresno State Lock and Horns at the Coliseum. We'll be right back here on YouTube live after the game, uh, like 10 minutes after the game, whatever it is, we'll be here. So until then, we will see you. See you. See you. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.